Thank you for tuning in to the Dove Vision Experience Podcast. Your boy Frank Nitty. I'm back for another episode, man. I want to say thank you to each and every person who clicked this button and gave me an opportunity to share with you my thoughts and my opinion about what's going on in our world and what's going on in our culture. Man, it's been one hell of a week. I want to continue to say thank you to you guys for coming back each week and rocking with your boy and seeing what I have to say about what's been going on out there in our culture. Man, I know there's been some crazy stuff that's been happening, so I want to get straight to it. So, like I said, each and every week, grab your lighters, pull up. If you're at the gym, you're in the car, turn me up. Let's get it. Man, thank you guys for sticking around to the Dope Vision Experience Podcast, your boy Frank Nitty, man. So I want to say first and foremost, I want to say uh, my condolences goes out to anybody who was harmed or tragically harmed during the Hurricane Ida. Man, I am deeply affected by this because I do have family members who are from the New Orleans area. Luckily, they were able to get out. They were able to get out and go to other family members' house, like my mom's house there in Mississippi, some family members' house there in, in Atlanta, and just a lot of other families around the country that the, my, my family was able to get away from. So I was kind of worried and concerned about, you know, Hurricane Ida, you know, coming and basically destroying all their homes and not being able to get out in time. But fortunately, they were able to get out in time, you know. So for those who, you know, were had the, that didn't get the opportunity to get out, man, my, you know, my prayers go out to you guys um, because I know how that thing is affecting people. Um, they have no power. They have no no water. And just things are just in disarray right now because, you know, we've seen this happen before. You know, where, uh, different other hurricanes, sometimes my family, they, they, they decide to stick it out and they want to kind of, you know, because they've gone through this so many, many times. And so sometimes the hurricanes are not as bad as they that they uh, they make it seem that on the on the news. And that's when my family's kind of makes it makes a, a point to say to us, like, hey, we're OK. You know, we're going to stick it out. But this one that came around this time, I guess they, they, they just knew that it, this one wasn't going to be the same. And so they decided to leave early and they, they were able to get out. But they talked about some of the things that was happening, you know, no power, no water, gas along the highway, long times trying to get out the city, things like that. And those are and they're also those that decided to stay. One of my cousins said that her roof caved in on her. And it's just some lot of dangerous things that's going on with this weather. Uh, I don't understand how um, our country and our in the state of Louisiana are constantly going through these things, you know, damn breaking, just craziness that's happening when, when the irrigation system is happening down there. Like, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to get rid of our, our, our black community down there? Like, what's going on? Why can't we somehow build something to kind of help alleviate when these hurricanes come through? Because these are something that's been happening year in and year out, and they have to leave their homes, and then they come back to in ruins, and they have to kind of start all over again and again. Like, what can we do to kind of help mitigate these situations that's happening when it comes down to these hurricanes? Because if it was any other thing that's happening any other state where a lot of our goods were coming from, or if it was one of these states where a lot of corn was coming from, or some of these states where a lot of like, like our cotton and things that we actually use in our day to day lives that were very important to the rest of the country, or the rest of the world that we can trade goods on, they would find ways to kind of help mitigate these situations that's happening because there should be no reason at this point where we have to run away from our homes every time a hurricane comes and then you come back and everything is lost in your whole entire family in your life. You shouldn't have to start over each and every time a hurricane comes. We have the technology, we have the mindset, we have the, the wherewithal, and we have the smarts to be able to develop something to kind of help the people that in the state of Louisiana when it comes to these hurricanes or any other things that's happening, natural disasters that happen down there. Um, also, man, if you haven't had an opportunity to see it as well, there were a lot that's happening in New Jersey and New York, man. There were flooding that would happen there. They were out without power. You know, there were a few deaths. Um, the toll has been up to at least, uh, I think, 48, de 46 deaths so far between the flooding that you know that happened in new jersey and new york and that was just the the, the path of the storm that kind of went through new orleans and went up the northeast 
And then all of a sudden you get, you know, New Jersey and New, New York, they're actually flooding and people are losing their lives over the flooding because they're not used to those type of things. Again, where's the technology? We shouldn't have to go through these type of things because you've seen all over social media, people are trapped in different buildings. They're trapped. Tra- I actually seen somebody who was trapped in a, a Planet Fitness. They were trapped in there. The water was up to the top of treadmills. You look outside, the subway is actually filled with water. And then it's something like almost like a movie. You walk through there, you see what's going on. The water's up to the top of cars. Like, you know, that shouldn't be happening at this point in time in our lives. Like we have enough smarts. We have enough smart people in the world to develop ways to alleviate water when it when it comes in at, at an enormous, enormous rate. I get it. I get it. I totally get that. There's a a lot of water coming in at a short amount of time, a lot of water being fa- falling onto the ground at a lot of uh, a faster rate at a short amount of time that it can't find ways to go. And so therefore it rises. But we have we have to figure out something. We can't continue to have these natural disasters control, totally wipe out people's livelihoods. And then they have to start from ground zero. Like there should be ways that we can figure this out. Now, I know we have a lot of smart people in the world. We can create cars. We can create, you know, humanoids. We can create all these other things that really not going to just totally benefit our lives. But they can all they, they can do these things to try to help people out that doesn't have the money to basically start from scratch each and every time a, a natural disaster comes along. Like you can imagine the people in New Orleans, they already are some that don't have the ability to kind of help feed themselves and take care of themselves. Then all of a sudden you have a natural disaster come through and it totally wipes them out and they have to start from zero from the ground. And they're trying to get back on their feet. And this is going to take a lot of time. It's going to put a lot of pressure on the system. So now you have to put people on, you know, EBT. And you have to put people on ways to be able to food, feed themselves because they can't go out and get jobs because the workplace are closed. So you, you're you're inhibiting people from being able to, to support themselves when natural disasters happen. And you have to turn around and try to pick yourself up off the ground and start all over again. And we already know that these insurance companies are going to be shady about this situation because you pay all this money into the insurance each and every month, yearly. And then when there's a, a disaster that comes along, these people find ways to not pay you. They find any little small way to not to have to pay you because they are not they're in the business of making money and not trying to issue out money. I've had a situation in my family where, you know, a fire kind of happened in my mother and father's house and they tried their darnest not to pay out any money. They want you to fund everything up front and then they'll reimburse you. And you think about, okay, I'm gonna pay for this, I'm gonna pay for that, I'm gonna get this fixed, I'm gonna get 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 that fixed. And then when you're trying to do the reimbursement, they're like, oh we don't pay for this. Oh we don't pay for that. And they try to squirm their way out of paying you after you pay all this money for just in case and when when a just in case does happen they don't want to pay you out and so they find these little loopholes where they don't have to pay you so you can imagine when a natural disaster happens how these insurance companies conspire not to make not to pay you back they pay you back as little as they possibly can on the top of the money that you've already been paying it's almost like a ponzi scam a legal ponzi scam you pay them money. They take money from each and every one of us to for just in case they don't get anything back. If nothing happens at the end of the year, they continue to make money. They continue to shift your money around. You pay me. I pay. I pay them. And then all of a sudden they move around. If something happens, they move a little money around from here to go to there and they continue to grow, uh, grab money from everybody to try to pay for these bills. And they're making money on top of the money. They're probably putting it in some type of an investment and making money off, to, off that as well. So these are some crazy times that we're living in and how these how the system is structured to not support the people when there's something that's naturally happening to them, you know, such as hurricanes and tornadoes and different things like that. 
So with that, man, I just want to go ahead and say again, my prayers, my thoughts, my prayers go out to anybody that was affected by Hurricane Ida. You know, continue to kind of work hard to try to, you know, stay prayed up and be safe. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and close out this segment. I'll be back with my next one. I hope you guys stick around to the next segment. It's your boy, Frank Nitty. I'll see you on the other side. Man, shout out to Squarespace. I use them every single day for my website, for my photography. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't promote anything that I wouldn't do myself. Squarespace is trusted by the world's best because it empowers people with creative ideas to succeed. From websites and online stores to marketing tools, analytics, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to build a beautiful online presence. Squarespace is the leader in the website design. Stand out online with a professional website, online store, or portfolio. With Squarespace, you can turn any idea into a reality. Choose from award-winning templates, customize the design to fit your personal styles and professional needs, drag and drop images onto your site, and easily move, add, and delete pages. Easily change font colors and page configuration, present your work with professional portfolio designs, display projects in customizable galleries, and password-protected pages to share private works with clients. Get 24-7 help from the Squarespace customer service support team, unlimited hosting, top-of-the-line security, and enterprise-grade infrastructure. Squarespace is the best place to start an e-commerce brand and grow. Whether you're just getting started or already selling products, Squarespace has everything you need to power your store and grow your business. Your customers can manage their cart and check out easily without leaving the store. Accept payments with Stripe, PayPal, Apple Pay, and Square. Manage local tax rates and shipping costs. Squarespace has marketing tools to help you grow your business and your audience. Drive traffic to your website and measure your success with powerful marketing and analytical tools. Squarespace has integration with all the leading social platforms so you keep customers up to date with the latest from your website and even buy products directly from Instagram. Highlight important announcements like seasonal sales or holiday hours with intuitive banners and promotions. Analyze and optimize with Squarespace analytics. From a single interface, get insight into your visitors and their behavior through visual reports covering statistics like page views, conversions, popular content, and more. Squarespace has transparent and affordable domain purchasing, upfront pricing, no hidden fees. If you're not ready to create a website, don't worry. When you register your domain with Squarespace, Squarespace sets up a beautiful spam-free holding page while you finalize your vision. When you're ready to create your beautiful website to promote your business, don't forget about Squarespace and to support the Dough Vision Experience podcast and my YouTube channel. You'll first need to click my link in the show notes, save 10% off your subscription of your website, and use my promo code PARTNER10 at checkout. Make sure you use the link in my show notes and put that PARTNER10 in. It's very important. If you're looking to kick off your business and you want to sell merch, if you want to sell t-shirts, hat, cups, or whatever the case may be, and you're not quite sure where to start or how much inventory to, to stash at your house, man, I got a great idea for you. Instead of doing all that, let's try something different. Let's try a print-on-demand company. If you're really down for that, man, check out Printful. It's a print-on-demand company that makes things a lot easier for you. It handles all your shipping, handles all your returns. All you have to do is upload your design, pick out the price that you want, and away you go with your marketing. Again, if you're looking for something that's different, do print-on-demand instead of having to stash all those t-shirts and all the inventory at your house. If this sounds awesome to you, man, click the link in my show notes, set up the store, and let me know how it goes. Now let's get back to the show. Man, thank you guys for sticking around to Dove Industry Podcast. It's boy Frank Nino back for this next segment. Man, this one I want to talk about what's been happening in, in Texas. If you guys haven't seen or you haven't heard anything about that, Texas has actually uh, put in a new law to ban women from having abortions, you know, beyond six weeks, which is this one of the most craziest things where we have men who are deciding what to do with women's bodies. 
So I don't I don't quite understand this. So now they're making it to a situation where if you are, you know, past six weeks, you're no longer able to have a abortion. And anybody who helped you have an abortion, they're going to be there is a lawsuit that can be brought against them and they can win up to ten thousand dollars. You know, so if so if you are someone who's looking to have an abortion past six weeks and you are a Uber driver or a Lyft driver or someone who helps them get to the location to actually have their abortion, then they can be sued as well. So Uber and Lyft actually came out and said they will pay any fines or any uh, any money that was um, levied against them to come out and help them pay those fines or anything that happens. So Uber and Lyft have already stepped forward and they are on the sides of the drivers to who, who might have be who might be helping someone have an abortion because you don't know what somebody's going through when they're about to have an abortion especially as an uber driver or lyft driver you don't know what these people are actually doing you're just there um doing a service for them so they call you uh, um, to drop them off at a situation and you don't know where what's happening and so all of a sudden they pull up and you're like oh oh my goodness what what's happening now you're a part of this situation of them having a, an abortion texas has always been strange and weird when it comes to them making laws they feel like they're above the rest of the country they kind of do what they want to do and i can't believe the supreme court hasn't said anything about this like how can you because six weeks is very early on you know me myself i've had i've had i have two kids and i know when you when your wife or your girlfriend or someone that you are involved with is pregnant sometimes they don't even know until after six weeks and they're trying to make it to, to make it a point like if six weeks is when the first time you hear a heartbeat or anything like that that's when they consider that that uh, being a human being and they're trying to make it so that you cannot have an abortion it's just gonna it's just gonna cause more problems for people uh, when they're trying to have an abortion, because there are many situations where someone could be possibly trying to have an abortion. You can be raped or anything like that that possibly happened to you and you are not you don't want to have that child like you should have the right to do what you want to do with your own body. And nobody in a, in a courtroom should be deciding when you should or should not be able to do something with your body. And six weeks is so early on. You don't even know half the time you're pregnant until after six weeks. So they're trying to make it so that it's so hard and so difficult for anyone to have an abortion. They're just going to push people to go have an abortions in other states. Like you're just going to be able to just drive over to, you know, Mississippi, Alabama, or, you know, drive over to New Mexico or some other state. You're just going to basically just have to drive over there. And they know that this is going to cause a lot of havoc for people who can't afford to drive somewhere else. And they know that. And that's why they made it so early on, because Man, I, it's just so like my wife, we didn't even know we was we were we were pregnant until, you know, almost the middle, almost the second trimester. You just don't know sometimes because women are doing a lot of different things. Some people do. Their bodies are so different. You don't necessarily you're not showing your body's not changing. You're not you know, your eating habits are not different. So there are a lot of things that come into play to sometimes warn you that you might be you might be pregnant or not. Like some women, they get they start to throw up. They have morning sickness and some women just don't have that. You don't and you don't. And you see this on TV all the time when some of these channels, they are having these shows about, oh, I didn't even know I was pregnant. And they go sometimes all the way through the entire pregnancy and not even know that they're pregnant. So how can you look at somebody and say, hey, you're not uh, you're not allowed to have a pregnant. You're not allowed to have an abortion after six weeks. And I think this is just the most asinine thing possible because these are. Are laws that are being rushed into place to try to stop people from doing different things, and they are not doing these type of things when it comes to black voter, black voters, or black thing, black to, to help support black people. We have people who are being brutalized and killed out here in the streets by police officers, and they're not making any laws that rushing any laws into place to help prevent those from prevent that from happening. So what are you? What are you actually? What are your, what are your moral compass at this point? Are you trying to save lives? 
or are you trying to destroy other people's lives with this ruling that comes down? Because imagine if you are a young woman who was raped and brutalized and then you don't find out until two months after that you are now with with child and you don't want to have this rapist child's you don't want to have this rapist uh, baby and now you are like stuck because you're like man how can i not be able to you know have an abortion because it's my choice i don't want this baby i didn't ask for this baby i didn't lay down for this baby i shouldn't be forced to be to give birth to a child that i do not want and that i did not want to conceive at any point but with their laws they're like hey six weeks you can't do it and if anybody helps you and then they're gonna have the nerve to go set up a schnitz site for anybody who's um, that you know any anonymous tips that you can know that it helps someone to get an abortion, then they can bring uh, forth charges on that person. Like, are you asking you, you you putting these laws into place and then you put up these snitch sites so you want people to actually call in and make anonymous tips to kind of help you out just so that they can make money with the ten thousand dollar reward uh, in place. Man, these people are so out of control down in the state of Texas. They're also making it much harder for people uh, to vote. So it's gonna, they're going to be banning drive-through voting. They're also going to be banning. Uh, they're going to try to uh, reduce uh, early voting. They're just doing a lot of different things down there to try to make it hard on the black and Latino community. They don't. They saw what happened in Arizona, and they're saying, "Hey, we can't let this happen again. We don't want early voting. We don't want. We don't want drive-through voting." And so these are the things that are in place that really help Biden get into office. And they saw that, and they saw what happened to the state of Arizona, where it went from. Uh, red to blue and they are afraid because a lot of these things are are changing because a lot of the people during the pandemic they moved from california and other states uh, that are not are traditionally voting blue and they're going to bring those voting rights with them and they're going to eventually turn flip those states from red to blue and texas doesn't want that to happen they want their guns they want to be able to tell you what to do and they want to be uh, defiant and want to go against the grain when it comes to other things within the against this construct of how we live here in America. You know, they they are they already are doing things different when it comes down to their their power. We've seen that happen when the power grids fail down there because they are there's like three sets of power grids in the in the country and they have decided to go against them and they wanted to start their own power grids. And we saw that fail back here when Ted Cruz decided to leave and go, you know, down to Mexico and then the the power grid failed and people were without power for a numerous amount of days. So Texas is actually trying to do things totally different from everybody else. And this is what they're trying to now put in place. Supreme Court, I'm pretty sure they're going to have to jump in here at some point and say, hey, look, you know, we are going to take an immediate halt on this until we have an, we have to put an appeal in place. So well, somebody's going to put an appeal in place and try to get this thing uh, slowed down because they actually passed it. You can imagine how these people are conspiring in these back rooms to pass these laws to directly affect your life in your livelihood they're not letting you vote on these type of things they're just putting these laws in place and they're passing through they're passing it through their billing process i forget how the bill works it goes to the house and different things like that and then they also put it in place and now you have to have people to go put in an appeal with the supreme court to try to overturn these things so man texas is just doing what they want and how they want to and nobody's actually going in there and kind of putting the caboose to this because this is outrageous to have people men in a courtroom or in a room to decide what women can do with their bodies. Women should, women should have the rights to do whatever they feel or they want to do with their bodies. Like I said, if they want to have an abortion for whatever reason, they should be allowed to have an abortion. 
And that's what they're trying to go against the, the grain of plan, Planned Parenthood. Like, this is not your beef. You need to stay out. You're not talking to women. You're not asking women what they want. You just de you're just deciding what they want and what they should be able to do with their bodies. It's not your body. Let them do what they will with their bodies. So, man, Texas is just on another level when it comes to doing things their way. Again, they want to, you know, they, they put the new bill in place for, you know, women to be able to uh, not allow them to have abortions. They want to, you know, give people uh, fines. They want to sue people. And then they also want to ban, you know, different things when it comes to voting rights. So they are, they are like pushing these, they are pushing these bills through, but they're not pushing anything through that's going to support, you know, our black people when it comes to being brutalized and uh, beat up and killed by the police officers. Like none of this is going to play. Nobody's talking about this. None of the George Floyd thing has had kind of happened. It's kind of, people have moved on. There was a lot of outrage going on. There's a lot of these different companies were stepping up. They were saying, we're going to do this for Black Lives Matter. That didn't pan out, you know, and these companies are not saying anything. They're just collecting our money and they're collecting our data and are not supporting us when their things are, are going against us, the people who are supporting them, they're getting their, their millions and billions of dollars evaluation on their different companies. Yes, I kind of I'm kind of all over the place when it comes to this because Texas is all over the place. You know, they're doing different things quickly and try to do it quietly that people won't they think people won't notice, but people are noticing these things and they're saying things and they're actually having protests and talking about these things because they need to be talked about. And we need to start holding these companies more accountable when things are not going right and they know they're not going right and it goes and it goes against, you know, um, black, brown, Latino, anybody, women, if it goes against a natural flow of human rights, these companies need to be held accountable. We need to step in and say, hey, we're not using your platform. We're not doing, we're not spending any more money with you until you start supporting us in the way we need to be supported. Because they try to, they try to uh, hide behind these different policies that they have in place, but we need to start holding these companies accountable. These companies have more money than the government has. These companies are billion dollars and trillion dollar companies, but they're not supporting us when it's time to be supported. They're gonna put an ad on their, they're gonna put an ad on their website that say, hey, we support Black Lives Matter, but are you really supporting Black Lives Matter? And are you really supporting the people when they need to be supported? Are you putting your money where the mouth is? Or are you just saying that, you know, through your, through your marketing account, through your marketing department? But are you actually putting the money in the communities where we need the support? Because we are giving you all this attention, we're giving you all this money and all this revenue coming from the, all these different ads to sell to us. But when it's time to actually, you know, buckle down and really give us support, is it really happening? So with that, man, I want to go ahead and um, wrap this topic up. I hope you guys will continue to rock with me and I'll see you guys on the other side. Hold up, hold up, hold up, man. We're going to take a quick break for our sponsors. This this week's sponsor is going to be Printify. Printify is a fast-growing, transparent, print-on-demand network, instantly connecting merchants to major print providers, allowing them to sell custom print products that are printed, shipped directly to the customer. Use promo code DOPEVISION for 30-day free premium access. Again, use promo code DOPEVISION for 30-day premium access. When you're ready to get started, make sure you click the link in my show notes, and that's going to take you directly to the page. Thank you guys for sticking around to the Dove Vision Experience Podcast. your boy, Franny, and I'm back for my next segment. Man, I just want to talk about the pettiness that's been going on between Drake and Kanye, man. This, this pettiness has been going on for far too long, and now we have the albums. You know, they were both having a standoff. They were having a Texas standoff. They just, who's going to drop the album first? Nobody actually knew who was going to drop the album first, but then you start to see Kanye start to have these open listening sessions, and they were having them in, in, in Atlanta, in the Mercedes-Benz Dome, and then they also had, you know, one that was happening in Chicago at the Soldier Field where he brought out and he had his home rebuilt. 
that he lived in when he was a child, and he kind of recreated that, and he created that moment and had a listening party there as well. And so he finally dropped the album. You know, it came out of the blue on like a Sunday or something like that, and he immediately talking about they released the album without my consent, which we know that wasn't true because nothing kind of happens without him. You know, he just didn't like the feedback that he was getting from the album because the album is very, very long, man. I don't know why they had that album at 27 tracks. It's just far too long for an album. It's too much listening. And then the album just kind of seemed kind of all over the place. It had a lot of, um, I did listen to it one time. It did have a, a lot of, uh, you know, church influence type of uh, feel to it. And it didn't have any cussing. Like, I'm an adult. Let me get my cussing out, bro. Like, I, I don't want to hear anything um, bleeped out or blurred out. You know what I mean? Like, I'm an adult. I can decide. They should give you the option to have, you know, the mature listening or the non-mature listening. Like, they normally, it was explicit, whatever it says on there. Like, give me all of that. You know, but it did have a lot of, it had a lot of undertone with a lot of church influence. There were a couple of good tracks on it that I did like. But overall, man, it, it just seems like it was just a very long uh, it was. It didn't feel like it was cohesive to me because it just felt kind of all over the place. Some of the tracks just felt undone. Then you give us, you know, one song, then you give us part two of the song, then another song, you give us another part two. Like we don't need all that, man. Trim that, trim, uh, trim that album down. Give us twelve to fifteen tracks, and then let that be it, man. And then that could be more of a solid album. But when you stretch it out and it feels like you, you're not under, you're not sure on which album which uh which song is going to hit so you just try to put all these songs out there maybe they're doing it for the streaming purposes because we want to be able to have more songs out there in the ecosystem when it comes to album and it comes to streaming because it did kind of work because he had multiple songs that were number one on the apple charts and that was out there um when he first let it released it because of course everybody's gonna want to listen to it everybody's gonna hear it so they're going to be streaming different songs and, and, and different people are listening to different songs so therefore it's going to boost the, the analytics to make it look like it's number one for a lot of songs that's on the charts because nothing else came out that was of importance as when it comes down to the the rap community because we people have been wanting to hear this for a long time and they want to see with all the um the marketing because the guy has been marketing this thing like crazy like no other like this changed the way we look at how people rolling out albums but you have to do this um you are, you're able to do this when you have a, a larger budget like when you're when you're a guy of his caliber you have a larger budget budget to be able to go out and rent the mercedes van dome and then do that for you know a couple weeks at a time and have all those people come in you charge tickets for the listening session then you got merch being um being purchased and different things and so so on and so forth so you have a larger budget so you're able to go out and and get the marketing because the market the album made uh 12 generate 12 million before the album even got released and so that was an opportunity for him to you know have some money before the album gets released also in partnership with apple for different things as far as the album being released as well so the marketing was top notch you know i mean this is like the first time we've ever seen somebody have a listening session for that was that Public normally you have a listening session, you know, people kind of they finish with the album, they have a listening session, and, you know, it's just a small group of intimate group of people that are there listening to the album. It's not more or less for the world to consume or people, you know, 20, 30,000 people to consume at one time. And so, like I said, the album just felt like first, to, you know, I've heard different things like the app, the first track on the album, it was just like a a, a, a chant with him just saying Donda, Donda, Donda over, which I didn't understand at first. And I was like, what is it? What is he trying to do to my, my mind? Is he trying to implant something in my mind? I don't know. It's just felt very weird to just to hear you know Dunda being repeated of course we know that Dunda is his mother's name but we didn't necessarily I didn't necessarily know maybe and I kind of started reading online that it was more or less for um, you know it was like a chant that was being done that was you know correlating to his mother's heartbeat and there was pictures being shown 
like that is a different thing that's that's for the visual experience but for the listening experience that's totally different like i don't know if he thought that through when it came out you know but he probably didn't care he was like look this is this is this is going to be a um a dedication to my mother you know they're going to get it however i give it to him and i understand that but for the visual you know that probably worked when you were in the stadium because they would have a lot of different visuals that were going on to the heartbeat and different things like that but when you're doing it at a listening and when you're in a car and you're in the headphones or you're in the gym you just listen to it it really doesn't make sense when there's no explanation behind it like it was just kind of weird and then you move on and then now you hear his album dropped and then you kind of get the release of you know uh, drake is actually coming with his album a week after and this is what they this is probably kanye's worst fear because I think he's threatened by Drake's success, even though we know that, you know, in the beginning, like I'm not going to go through this entire history of the Drake and Kanye, what they're beefing about. That's not for me. If you guys want to find somebody online to do that, you know, that's I've seen them and that's some in-depth stuff. Like I don't I'm not that in tune to what happened to them, you know, over the years, you know, trying because they were breaking down the, the, the verses, the, an entire album, like how you have the much time to break down the entire album verses and seeing who's sending shots to who when all these creative people worked on this one album but you know you know they have people who do that so i do know that in the beginning you know you know drake let kanye uh, basically you know direct his first video and so you know he had the first video and then you know of course drake kind of looked up to kanye and they looked up to jay and these people who were probably on a on a pedestal that he put them on in the beginning of his rapper career career because these were the guys that were in there they were you know at the top of their game when he came into the game and plus you know we've all listened to those guys growing up and so you know drake is probably no other and so now he's actually you know been in the game for you know 10 years or so and he's been like just been crushing it He's been he's been running had a long run and he's been crushing it and so that puts fear and I think that puts fear into Kanye is like are they gonna love him more than they love me you know and so he's been you know sending different shots on his album and then Drake sends some shots on his album but that's just the pettiness between these two it's not real beef they live in the same neighborhood they know the same people it's just it's just they have each other's number you know of course you know we saw that. Um, Kanye basically put out Drake's address and he deleted it. And then you also, you know, you hear you hear Kanye saying different things about Drake and then Drake kind of saying, you know, things about him on his album. But it's just like a lot of little small pettiness that's going back and forward. I'm pretty sure it's not anything real where nobody's going to get harmed behind this. But it makes for, you know, good content. It makes for good albums. Um, but, you know, it was just different. You know, these these two guys are, at, you know, they're at a different level and they're trying to come, you know, they're competing against one another. And it's like it's good for to have competition. But, you know, Drake probably sees it like, hey, I feel like I've, I've superseded their success. You know what I mean? But, you know, it's just it's music so subjective. You know, they everybody has their time. Everybody has their moment in the industry when you're actually hot and when you kind of start to cool off. But Drake has had a long run. He's been having a long run. Like we, we don't see runs like this happening too much. You know, we had we saw that we saw Wayne have his long run. And of course, Wayne can still jump on any any record and kind of you know kill it because he's a great he, he's a great lyricist. He can make he can put bars together. He can rap, and so can um, Drake, and so can uh, Kanye, and so on and so forth. For especially like Jay, you know he had Jay on the album. You know he's been having a little reactions back and forth with Jay. But you know this is just the music industry, man. It's verbal sparring. Who can who can outdo one another? And that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to raise the level of your of yourself, you know, by you know iron sharpening iron. And that's the things I think that's happening with Drake, you know, because they have something that's deeper going on. We won't know the, the full scope of it. And then we also had Drake release a record. I don't know how he got his hands on it, but Drake released a record that was dissing him from Kanye uh, that had Andre, Andre 3000 on it. And it just felt very weird. I'm like, 
How's under fifty thousand on a on a on a diss track when he doesn't even really rap? You know what I mean? And then you also see Andre fifty thousand come out and say, "Hey, look, man, you know Kanye asked me, reached out to me, asked me to be on this album, and I thought it was going to be okay because you know it was talking about something we had in common. Our both our mothers passed away. He said his mother had passed away, I think, about thirteen years ago, and he wanted to be a part of that, and that's the kind of direction he was going he was going with, and he didn't know that he was going to be on a diss track." And so these are the things because he said that the album, the, the song was sent to him, you know, with no verse on it. So I'm pretty sure he kind of, you know, lay his verse down because nobody's really in the studio together anymore when they write these, they do these um, albums, especially with they're doing these features. So he probably reached out to Dre uh, and say, hey, man, can you do this feature for me? And this is the this is the topic that I'm, I want to kind of have this record to be about. Andre rapped on it, you know, and then Kanye basically didn't even put it on the album. Then he laid his verse down and then he somehow you know Drake got his hands on it and that makes you think about are these guys in cahoots together you know trying to get their both the albums to stream and of course they're going to do numbers anyway but to, to stream even more so it's just weird and the last thing I want to talk about to you guys man is like uh trolling <laughs> and the trolling between Boosie and Lil Nas X is 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 so hilarious, man. Uh, we we know that Boosie had made some comments about you know um, Lil Nas X uh, and how he felt, and I'm not gonna go down the road about all the things that he said, but he did go on the Breakfast Club, and they kind of pressed him about it, and he kind of stood tall on what on how he felt. He was like, "This is you know we got to look out for our kids. We shouldn't see we shouldn't be seeing this type of thing. We shouldn't be promoting this type of things." And then of course they got on him about what about you know drug and violence and other things. He was like, "Yeah, but you know everybody has their thing that they stand on." And Boosie stood on what he, and how he felt. And so Lil Nas X, you know, a week or two later after that, he comes out with a photo for, I guess, for his album or something that, you know, of course, he's on a photo. He has a crown on his head and he's pregnant in the photo. And of course, that drove Boosie in up the wall. You know what I mean? Of course, Boosie went on went on his little small uh, rant that he talked about through Twitter. And you, you can see it for yourself, you know, man, what he said. Uh, but the, just the trolling that happens like it seems like Lil Nas X like hey how can I make Boosie mad today what can I do oh I have an idea I'm gonna get on the photo of my of my uh, uh for my new cover and I'm gonna be pregnant which is very weird and very odd like I don't understand why would you want to do that you know what I mean that just feels like very odd and that just gives a when the kids see that that's just very it's, it's very like how do you how, I don't understand like I'm pretty sure like I wouldn't want my child to see that. Like how, if she was to see that, how could I explain something like that to her? Like, Hey man, this is just, you know, this is just for marketing. It's not real. Men can't get pregnant. And you know, just, I see where Boosie's coming from and he's just standing tall on what he said, but this is very weird. And, and the trolling and the things that happen between those two guys are hilarious, man. I'm pretty sure Boosie's going to have some more to say. And he's not, he's not one to hold his tongue when he's, when he feels something, he's going to always speak his mind. And you gotta, you gotta applaud people like that you know you're gonna have people who speak their mind and they stand on what they stand on and they're not afraid they're not gonna back down you know for the fear of being counseled because we did see the baby get try to get they basically try to counsel him and remove him from a lot of different um uh shows that he had coming up you know, uh, because of something that he made a comment in one of his shows so man these people are quick to try to counsel you for something that you say but they're not actually looking at the the things that are actually going on that needs more of our attention so man with that i want to go ahead and wrap this part up, man. I really appreciate you guys sticking with your boy, rocking with me from week in and week out, man. I, I hope I inspire you to do it yourself because, man, you if, if you have any ideas to start, start your podcast, you should do it now uh, while it's still early on. It's not too late. You just have the commitment and you just have to commit to it and be diligent to do it week in and week out. And, uh, and consistency is key. 
like I say, man, it's always uh, if you want to tap in with me and try to figure out how to do this, I'm more than welcome to help you do this. I want to, you know, help anybody who's thinking about doing this in the future uh, because I want to support you and, and support your your ideas. You know, I want to support people who are, are willing to support me. So, man, like I say, always collaboration over competition, always building yourself and be inspired to be great. This is your boy Frank Native from The Sip. I'm out. I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to grab some merch, canvas prints for your home or office, or see the full-length video from this episode, please visit dovision.com. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at dovisionsf. Also, send me an email of someone you'd like to hear on the podcast at dovisionsf at gmail.com. Also, please join the Dovision Club at patreon.com forward slash dovision for early access to the content and some of the behind-the-scenes look of some of the episodes that I create. While you're listening, don't forget to hit, hit the subscribe button and comment on the podcast as well as my YouTube channel and turn on those post notifications so that you'll be notified each and every time I drop a new episode. Thanks for listening. And remember, collaboration over competition. Until next time, this is your boy Frank Nitty, and I'm out.